0: Citizens of the Verse, today is March 23rd, 2952, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development. I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and I'm joined by my co hosts. You can hear them humming. He's also oh. the peanut butter to my jelly. <laughs> it's Chekhov. Say I hello, Chekhov.
1: I didn't think anybody would hear me. Uh, it was such a nice tune, I felt like.
0: We hear oh, everything, Chekhov. <laughs> hello, everyone. very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what would our sandwich be without the fluff? <laughs> We've got Sigurd Olfsen. Say hello, Sigurd.
2: Hello. I'm just eating my fried bilge rat.
0: <laughs> very good. What he said. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we were away for a few weeks and then all of a sudden we recorded an episode last week and discovered that for some reason, unbeknownst to us, after I posted it, uh, that Seagard's voice cuts out after 13 minutes. So, uh, we had to (laughs) pull the episode. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, now funny enough, a a number of people actually listened to it all the way through and said, still informative, so. I guess I could just talk to myself.
1: Oh, oh, it was a monologue. Wow. That's I have to listen to that one. That's I, I
0: pulled. I pulled the episode, but, um, snorkel came up with the idea that we should post it again and have people re- record their version of Seaguard's responses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and the best one wins some kind of prize. Mm. So maybe we will do that. You may have heard me just spray my cat cause he's trying to get in my lap. um, uh, anyway, uh, so it feels like it's been forever. Uh, what have you guys been up to this past week in the verse Seagard? Anything new?
2: You know, played less this week cause I was trying to focus a little bit around the house, but when I did play, played, um, kind of worked on a new set of controls. I was trying out my gladiator two instead of my normal Satek uh, X52 stick. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it for a while and just, my older one was starting to wear a little bit, I think. But love the plane; looks great. Chewing oh. still build right. Oh. Oh, okay but, uh, yeah, no,
0: uh, it was a good week. I did a little testing on the mining and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, Chekhov, what about yourself? It sounds um, like you're not. Yeah. You haven't been
1: playing. No, I haven't done much at all. The only time I was on just a little bit of mining and that's, that's about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are overdue for a patch. And when that happens, I feel like a lot of people sort of drop, drop off for a little bit. Um, I myself logged in once uh, because I finally got my shadow reinstalled because they, uh, they were testing something and wanted to do a clean, refresh of the entire system uh and then I installed the game uh and unfortunately uh it seems to perform worse so whatever test that was it, it's not making me happy um so I hadn't played since I'm hoping maybe there'll be some improvement with 317 um but that's pretty much been it for me now last week when we recorded the episode uh, we went through all the things we had missed, but at this point now it's it's a uh, a bit much. So I'm only gonna go. O- we're only gonna go over uh, any questions that were asked and any um, any other sort of audience engagement stuff that happened between our last episode and this episode. Uh, but until then, uh, last week we were treated to another ISC. And this one went into detail about uh, some changes to the looting system. Uh, so with uh, 317, there's going to be more than just loot that you can find anywhere. They'll have common loot, um, like, like all our other loot has been. There'll also be uncommon loot. So for example, security armor uh, and things that might potentially not be sellable in the stores. And then there'll also be rare loot that you can't get anywhere else. Um, so, uh, that's pretty exciting. The way it'll work with the selling, uh, of, of goods is stores themselves will buy what they sell. And if they have a, um, low enough quantity, they'll give you 90% of what the item's worth. If they have too much, they might give you 50%, uh, or if they don't carry the item, they might give you 50%, uh, long-term the items that you sell back to the store or to the store not necessarily back uh will one day become available to be purchased by someone else but not in 317 uh and then the second half of the episode went into detail about some changes to the medical system uh for 317 uh they reduced the speed of bleedouts and and they re- they're trying to reduce the amount of instant kills that happen uh additionally health will persist after you log off So if, if your stats are bad Logging off won't solve that problem uh, And then Last but not least um, You're more likely to get an injury now So there's a little bit of a, a Greater chance that you're going to get injured Which you might need to treat uh, So that was ISC uh, Seagard any, Anything about ISC you wanted to touch on? Um,
2: no, not really Not really
0: How'd you like yeah. how'd you like the episode?
2: Oh, I, I definitely liked it. Um I definitely liked it. Um I think there's a lot of good information in it. It's a short one. Uh, I certainly, you know, did like the um uh the whole A stuff and I and you know, um we're talking just about the shorter show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the whole A, the discussions around um some of the other things that are coming in there.
0: Um Oh, that was the week before. Yeah, this, this one, one was about looting. Yeah, looting.
2: Oh, oh, looting am okay. sorry, yeah. I,
0: yeah. So
2: you know what I did like? I like the shift that they're going to make between um, how the arm, you know, how the loot is going to be different in each area. A mm-hmm. um, little concerned about how the loot's going to work for the the um, what do you call it? The rare stuff and the very rare stuff. If it's coming mm-hmm. from the My concern is not that people shouldn't get rare and good stuff, but if it's coming from stuff that was given to um, subscribers, it means that if you're a subscriber, you're not subscriber. You're not going to really benefit from that stuff,
1: right? Mm. That's unless you just sell it. Um, No, you can't. uh, You can't sell subscriber. Yeah. uh, No, but I think
2: some of the loot, the rare stuff they're talking about, is may come from some of the subscriber armor. That others can't get right. If you're not a subscriber, you can't get it. Oh, um,
0: really? I didn't think that was the case. No, yeah, I well, definitely heard yeah. that. I, I, I know
1: for that. a fact they said that you cannot sell anything you get on the web. Yeah. Yeah. I actually listened to this episode. Yeah, you very can't
2: carefully. sell it, but you could still get it from a loot container. So if I have a Pathfinder, oh, right, right. I have Pathfinder armor that I got as a subscriber, and I get a yes. set. It's good. I mean, I can go. I could go sell it because I just got it off a of loot. But it does. It's not anything real exciting for me. I already have it. But for another guy, I, yeah, I think it's great. They might go, Woohoo, that's just fantastic." I'm just wondering what else there's going to be
1: that we're not aware of, right? There'll be yeah. some unique stuff, I think, that's yeah. not available to anyone. I'm sure it'll come up with.
0: Yeah, I'm, it'll be interesting to see, if, at the very least. How and I wonder how rare rare is going to be. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get a lot of submissions for interesting rare items coming from Haymar and um, Badger. Yeah, they're always in. it. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: they're they're always looking for. Well, now I'll, I'm going to be looking. Really look. I mean, I I, I do like looting now, but w- what's coming is definitely going to be looting.
0: Well, especially more. being able to sell it. Yeah, um, no, that's good stuff.
2: I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really good for people that aren't subscribers. I mean, some of that stuff I really like using. Um, yeah. some of the armors. And maybe there's going to be some of the armors we have that are going to be in
0: different colors. So, Well, know, that's that, the yeah. thing, too, that I was that thinking would be is good. maybe it's just maybe some of that stuff will be colors. Yeah, yeah a lot of cool weapons, I think. Also. Yeah, I thought all that stuff was great. I mean, I really did.
2: I, I liked that stuff a lot.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah. What about you, Chekhov? Did you?
1: Yeah, I actually finally watched them all. Oh,
0: my goodness. Yeah, what I, are you trying I to do?
1: I know, I know that I caught a good one. So there are actually a couple of things that, uh, well, you know, of course, you know, looting as a whole is exciting, but one thing is now, at least I know I'm not crazy, uh, so it's a known bug that if you run into your own corpse, that you get a crime stat, I think mm-hmm. he confirmed that. So they're fixing that. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have yet to recover anything for my corpse, because the only time that I was able to come close to my corpse is where I got a crime stat and ended up in jail. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to being able to recover. And, and it's a shame. That's partially the reason why I don't wear anything but the whites, you know, because I just, uh, you know, I don't mind really outfitting myself to the tilt uh, as long as I, at least I have an opportunity to recover it. But I've yet to do that.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I uh I've been able to recover before, but it yep. it is hard um sometimes. We uh I I thought it was interesting too, good stuff. I'm excited. It's, it's ge- gearing me up for three seventeen, um at the very least. Uh and speaking of gearing up for three seventeen, uh Star Citizen Live, uh which wasn't live, it was pre recorded by Todd Pappy. Some people think it was because of Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess that we'll f- was not a good one, though.
0: Yeah, um, and he talked all about 317. So just some of the highlights that uh, I pulled from the episode 317 will have that key binding that will allow you to call the closest air traffic controller to you.
1: Oh, the most important weighted uh, feature.
0: Yeah, and then in the future, you might be able to cycle through it through different ATC um, options in, in case there's more than one in the area. Uh, refueling is, is going to be a little bit more balanced. So don't expect your fuel tanks to be as extensive. Uh, and with that ships that have a scoop, a fuel scoop that, um, that isn't supposed to, they're losing that in three seventeen. Uh, the whole a will expand when cargo is added to it. The future of fuel will include, um, different quality of fuel based on refining techniques and other things and will actually have an impact on wear and tear. Um resource management once that's in the game, uh there'll be both uh additional crew capabilities and will also allow for the disabling of ships versus killing them. Uh ships that aren't supposed to ha- oh, I already said that part the fuel scoops. Uh refueling missions won't be in 317 but will eventually come out. Uh, quality of life fixes are huge focus in every patch going forward. The coffee shop vendor is essentially a reskin of the bartender. And when they talked about why it's been added, a lot of it has to do with onboarding new people. (laughs) And so a junior member of the team is learning about their tools and tech through said um, AI stuff. Uh, And then uh, the most exciting thing I think we heard from that episode was that there is going to be a limited implementation of quanta going into 317, uh, as well as the fact that we have the, the improvements to, um, uh, desync in some degree, not all forms of desync, but targets should be more accurate, uh, with those improvements. There might still be some shaking. Um, so that was star citizen live. What would you think? Seaguard? Was it the wealth of information you were hoping for, or is it rehashing things you already know?
2: No, I actually, I really like that. Um, I thought it was uh, it was good to hear. Um, I was pretty excited about, um, you know, there's a bunch of things in there to be excited about. I know we're going to talk about at least one of them in a little bit. Um, I, I'm pumped for 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 17. I mean, that kind of gave me, a little bit of a boost over the top to make me look forward to it again, not just another patch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What, uh, what about you Chekhov? How'd you feel? Well,
1: you know, ACP is by far the most exciting feature for me because I always found it to be the most annoying thing, you know, so ACP bind, I kind of, it's, it's the little things that make me happy. Uh, The one thing that I I don't really, he kept on saying refueling game loop. And that's what I really did not get. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a game loop. I mean, all you, okay, I get it. You know, you're refueling different fuel grades. Okay, makes a lot of sense. So, you know, ABC components are going to finally come into play now. But what does he really mean by the game, by a game loop? I think he means it's a career path. Yeah. I think he said it's a like it may be a mini path, but it's still a career path. Well, okay. So, what does that mean practically? I still don't get it.
2: Well, you can you you have to procure or at least gather the fuel. You have to fill your ship. You have to fly out there, and you know make your services available, and then you have to go in and okay successfully do the transfer to
1: get the money. Right, so so we we to have a re- refueling vessel. Is that that's what you are saying? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. okay. So it's not a game loop for me unless I own a refueling vessel. Correct. Which but, is which is what a, a Orion is it a?
0: No, it's a Starfarer. Uh,
1: Starfare. Yeah. Star, okay. Oh yeah, we're right. right Starfarer.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's not, really a
1: game loop for Starfarer.
2: Yeah, and it's not really. Um, well, there's also the Vulcans going to have it, right? It's, it's yeah. a smaller version, but it's going to be able to transfer weapons and ammo and fuel. So um, will
1: will it will it be already in three seventeen? Star no. Fair will be able to do it in three seventeen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Now that yeah. makes sense. That that I I did not really understand. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah.
2: Other, the other thing is, it, you know, it sounded to me, and I think I've kind of put this together not only through the other day but through a couple other things I've read and heard, is that the actual process is kind of like a like a mini game like mining is right you just don't go up there plug in the hose and go oh good you're filling up right there's more like you know i'm going to imagine that you know there's the amount of how fast you're going to pump the fuel out you know um, the type of fuel uh, you're going to have mm-hmm. to transfer it between tanks or whatever right there's mini gameplay around that whole okay. mess um, i think more of it's going to come on as we go along it makes sense because we've never seen something come out without some level of gameplay, right? You know, you always had the power settings on the mining lasers and you always had, you know, the uh, basically breaking the rock and then recovering the rock, either through vacuum or whatever. Right. Uh, there'll be right. something similar, I think, for,
1: for fuel. Yeah, it's just some, some kind of a skill component, I guess. Has to be in there, and and Quanta. I wish I I actually did not get to that part of the episode. Uh, what, uh, can can somebody expand on that?
0: Yeah, so Quanta is going to be driving three different commodities in the game, um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's quantum fuel, uh, hydrogen, and I forgot the third. Yeah, um, I th- I think it was. Um, I think it was all related to restocking and rearming your ship if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, so.
0: So go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say and also in certain sections of space it will also control probability volumes of encounters.
2: Mm-hmm. And also the price, right? Exactly. Right. So the price will be variable. Um, which is a big factor, right? You could get rich on it, but if a lot of people show up and they're selling, the price may go down because there's an over, you know, an influx of too much fuel in the area for the, for the
0: population. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I like the episode as well. I mean, it's all pretty standard stuff. I wasn't expecting anything, you know, um, like rocket science there it's uh it's all what we expected i think the uh really i'm most excited for the the quanta stuff and some of the other uh, you know the selling you know you could see how this is going to slowly shape up to be an interesting year that that maybe we're not thinking about um
2: so you know another go ahead yeah sorry another piece about that that was interesting I actually got this one off of Nubifier, kind of watching Nubifier and his summary of it, and also Mm -hmm. from watching the show, is that, um, you know, the fuel scoops that are out there, I think, you know, you mentioned this, they're they're on almost every ship right now. Mm -hmm. Based on the table that Nubifier had, basically all your combat ships, except for the Vanguard and the um, Retaliator, bomber the long-range bomber yep we're gonna have we're not gonna have fuel scoops so that means that now the vanguard really is a long distance fighter versus something like a hornet the hornets the Gladiuses, the you know the the buccaneer all of them are going to be on a much more of a tether um you know in in the way they operate
0: yeah right well, and it also goes to show you that, um, you know, uh, granted, I-, I would imagine they're probably even going to tweak fuel more once, um, once we have more vehicles that can carry fighters, you know, like the Liberator and some of the capital ships. Yeah. Because right now, you know, now it seems like if you're going to go across the system without having to refuel, you're going to need a bigger ship. Yep.
2: That's what I'm thinking. And, and and they may be able to go across the Stanton system very easily, right? I mean, that not, may not be a problem. Um, what was really interesting was all the exploration on the chart, all the exploration vessels by default get scoops.
0: Yeah. It would be pretty crazy to not.
2: And also, cargo ships get that too, which I was surprised about.
0: Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. It
2: was actually the category they used. I'm not so sure about that one. No. Being, I don't know that that's a good thing for industrial ships. I think, you know, the reason you could have a long uh, one with better fuel economy, you know, you might have a, a competitor to the to the prospector, and maybe its ability to fly to farther points is its selling feature, or maybe it has more cargo capacity but less mining capacity right you, know, you you could balance those three things alone fuel range cargo and you can get quite a spread on different models of ships that do the same
0: thing yeah well on the plus side if you think about it it's not you know fuel scoop isn't for quantum fuel so it's not that that will still you know be based on the fuel tank of the ship um so this week uh we have we still have content i i was expecting them to go dark because we're so close to when the patch is supposed to go live but maybe that'll be after this week although it doesn't say the final one either Uh, this week on thursday aka tomorrow uh star citizen will have the player experience team who knows what they'll talk about as well as a sprint report and then friday they're actually bringing they're finally bringing The postponed Q&A with the EUPU gameplay team. So that should be really interesting. Don't forget to submit your questions and or upvote the questions you want to have uh, asked. Just a comment on that player
2: experience team. It kind of goes back to the episode or the um, show that we were just talking about with uh, with Pappy. Mm -hmm. They were talking about... um, They talked about how... One team in particular is working across the components and the capabilities within a ship. Yeah, and one of the areas they're focusing on is the different types of tasks that different crew members would have. And um, you know, they yeah. said that there's just some you know you you can't divide things right now. These roles and 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 skill sets that are should be not uh, tasks yeah. that tasks should be divided without these changes. And the team is working on some of those fundamental changes, which will allow us to have a navigator do something different than the pilot or the, you know, the, the engineer will have, um, the, in fact, that was the big topic was the resource um, management system. yep they, they needed a more robust resource management system to differentiate what tasks go where and what the gameplay is around those tasks. Yep. So I was kind of pumped
0: about that. I hear some about that. That's what I'm thinking. We may. I'm hoping that's the case. Especially I'm, I'm thinking what would be cool is to see an update to remember when we saw the sort of like, I don't want to call it the pipes, but essentially the, the prototype of the hammerhead with the different um, sort of, what is it? Like the power relays and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping we see something similar to that, but more f- like getting closer to fleshed out. We shall see. Ho- the one thing I hope it's not is some sort of like introduction to who the player experience team is. That's, that's what I don't want it to be like some spotlight without talking about anything interesting. But I don't think that'll be the case.
2: Well, they've, you know, they've done quite a few cool things. I mean, they did the, uh, You know, they did a lot of the uh, rework of the HUD systems and Uh a lot of the, uh, you know, the movement of the pilot under G and things like that. Um, They redid the turrets. Yeah. That was those guys. So, or, you know, there's other teams, but I think they were the ones kind of driving a lot of that.
0: I Uh, thought that was the vehicle experience, the turrets. Oh, maybe you're right.
2: Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right.
0: Um, I don't know if the vehicle... It'll be, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings us to, uh, you know, uh, the big thing that everyone I think is thinking about is we still have 3.17 in Evocati. From what I've heard, it's a pretty stable patch, and it sounds like a lot of the stuff's being implemented. Um, one of the things that we just found out via leaks today is... Uh, they've made some changes to this, the ship capacity, and now your ship capacity it should be large enough that if you're dealing with a ship that's large enough to do this, you can actually transport your components between locations now. So you can put components into your ship's inventory and you can move them between locations within the system. Uh, which is good. And they also increase the size of the storage within the local inventory as well. So that's exciting. Um, that, that also,
2: that type of gameplay raises the risk factor when you're moving. Uh-huh. Right. I've been moving armor around and that's not too bad. You, you know, four or five sets of heavy armor and some weapons and all that stuff. You know, you lose your ship. Oh, it's bad. But it's not killing you. But yeah, two or three mining heads. That That's not cheap. No.
0: All right. Not at all, or yeah, even or. Uh, quantum drives. Yeah, and you, they can be salvaged potentially. Yeah. So, what uh, what I think is interesting, it does sound like we might see a wider PTU release this week. At mm. least people are suspecting. So we'll see. I don't plan on playing it because I don't want to dual install this time. I'm gonna wait till it comes to live. I might change my mind at some point, but so far that's my plan um but still that means it's coming and i don't think it'll be in the ptu very long if it's a stable a relatively stable um evo patch um so that leaves us to that leads us to tips and tricks which are re- it's going to feel like a repeat for seagarden and i because we read these last week but you know no one else got to hear them so uh uh first and foremost haymar said, and we're pretty sure this is a joke uh, because I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, If you drink high gravity beers or stronger alcoholic drinks, the effects will be just as good as drinking weaker beverages while playing. The idea is Mm -hmm. you can physically drink less, play more with stronger, high quality drinks. Um, And then he followed up with, if you loot a helmet and the displays don't work when you put it on, go to your ship, take the helmet off and place it in the ship's inventory Get out of your inventory, go back in, and put the helmet back on. The display should work then.
2: better than Mike um, did. Give yeah. the helmet to
0: somebody else. <laughs> yeah. It's broken. It's yours. <laughs> and then last but not least, he said, uh, there seems to be a trend that if you're wearing medium armor and a medium <laughs> backpack with at least one rifle attached, your ship may blow up. happened to us several times this week, yeah. to which Canuck2099 said, confirmed. Attach gun to armor when exiting ships. Yes. Any tips and tricks from you, Mister Seaguard?
2: Um, not not really. Uh, not, not this week. I mean, uh, you know, I haven't been doing anything really in depth lately.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I I would I guess I would say one thing: if you haven't tried the other mining heads, just try them. I went out and tried a couple of them the other day, and I was surprised how good they were. Um, You know, they they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. You know, it's always Helix, Helix, Helix. Uh, But for the cost, they were pretty darn good. Um, So if you Mm -hmm. haven't tried some of those, you may find you'll save yourself forty or 50,000 credits and uh, get 90% of the capability. And with a couple extra modules, you're basically the same. Uh, at a lesser
1: price. So,
0: food nice. for thought. Nice. What about you? Check off any any tips, tricks.
1: No, not really. Just remember to ask somebody to come with you when you find two large continuum rocks and you're <laughs> all alone in Lyria now, like I am.
0: Unless you have a uh, mining uh, gadget. Uh next. Yeah, bunch.
1: which I don't. I don't have a stampede and I don't have a surge, so
0: I'm stuck. So you're SOL.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here hoping for the best. It just—I can't leave a fifty percent Quantanium rock behind. I hear 73. you. Seventy-three. Oh wait, Sigurd. Uh, okay, I think Sigurd wants to join me.
2: No, I'm, I'm not on the. Uh, I'm not in the game.
1: Oh wait a minute, I just added Oh, I asked somebody for help. It's oh, an somebody answered.
2: Um, is it Esgar?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe it's Esgar. Yeah. He's could be Skyguard sky also. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's Skyguard. Oh good. Okay.
0: <laughs> well good that brings that brings us to everyone's favorite segment for science. Um, so, uh, ages ago now, almost at the beginning of the month, we got a few submissions for science. Um, first was from Haymar. He said, We attacked Jump Town with an A2 on three different occasions while Jump Town was on. Uh, our hope was to incite immersion into the gameplay for those doing the quote unquote conga line. I can honestly say no one with the exception of those with me, appreciated the effort. I mean, we did. Um, To which Nick responded, Jumptown is supposed to be an unsafe war zone. Having it be a boring milk-the-dispenser affair seems contrary to good play. Uh, Talvo mentioned, yep, the uh, majority of people that are playing it are doing it just for the money. Uh, I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it for the the fun and the hope that we'd get attacked, but I did like the money. Um, Hamar mentioned bed logging will heal you when you log back in. As tested by Bloody Badger, I did not shoot him. Uh, and, and we know that won't be in 317, but it is currently. Uh, I should say, I did not shoot him this time. <laughs> well, and Brillo Cuba said, didn't shoot him this time, you mean? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So those were all the for science submissions. Anyone have anything for science? You know, I don't really have anything for science, but I do have for
2: discussion, kind of for science. And it actually, it, so I can take a little diversion here. But it actually came out of something from uh, from. Badger. You're
0: taking a diversion. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm right?
2: Just call me right turn. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Badger mentioned something the other day and threatened if I didn't talk about it, he would shoot me. So I'm going to talk about it. Oh, there you that, go. Uh, it was actually a good a good conversation, and it was, um, you know, cannons right now, and and repeaters. Um, there, there's certainly a rate of fire, th- you know, difference, and there's some damage differences, and you know, ballistics can go through shields. But couldn't there be other factors that make, let's say, a, a different type of cannon? For ex- and what what Badger was describing, you know. A pretty cool idea and that's basically to make a um a weapon where you can adjust the rate of fire to increase the damage um or decrease the damage but increase the rate of fire so it's Uh a variable type gun um and that would lead to a skill factor right you know you may want to fire one big shot from four guns and obliterate a guy but if you miss you're gonna take a while to recycle and you're vulnerable On the other hand, you want to be close to a repeater but have that explosive damage that a cannon can provide. You know, that would be another way to play the same weapon system. Um, Yeah. A little different type of cannon, in other words. And that line, that you know, that in itself was cool. And then I thought, you know, why does everything have a quantum drive, right? Why didn't the aliens come up with a different type of drive, right? Is there... Is there other type of drives that we may see in the future? Maybe you have to be stationary to engage it and there's a spool up time, but it's instant when you get to the other end. Uh, you know, and there's a recovery time, you know, something different, right? Um, so I'm just, you know, it brought up some good ideas. What other type of weapons could we have? Um, you know, are there, are there things that would, um, you don't want to have a, you know, a bazillion types of, of things but there certainly are other weapon types and i i wonder are we going to see those types you know are they being kept from us and we're only seeing a limited number or are we seeing a lot so that would be something i would ask everybody you know wh- how do they feel about the weapon types and what other types would they like to see
0: mm-hmm. okay is it is that your question for the week or no no that's not okay but what do you guys
2: based <laughs> on that discussion Uh, Well, the way I presented it, which is, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. (laughs) Do you guys feel that right now everything's just a little too similar?
0: Mm.
1: Why don't you Mm. check off, go ahead, you. Um, No, uh, I mean, I have, I guess, uh, uh, we're talking about uh, like a lot of the FPS uh, stuff or everything. It could be either, right? It could be other you know either uh, yeah no I, I, don't, I don't think they're similar i think I, you know i think there's uh you know a lot of the weapons have uh, different characteristics especially when it comes to sniper rifles and uh uh i mean i'm sure everything could use fine-tuning and rebalancing uh so certainly uh uh ship cons are very different in components Um uh, I mean there I kind of I guess I, I understand where you're going with it they're subtle differences maybe you, you the game could use more pronounced differences right
2: yeah and you know I would just think that alien races would have a different they wouldn't necessarily came come to the same conclusions as us they would have some kind of different um, thought process on developing and uh and types of weapons and you know, I can see unique styles, you know, where you can vary the way it plays, being very much like a, um, uh, not Kill Rothy, the, Um I don't know, who are the bad guys in this one? Oh, you mean the Van Vanduul? Vanduul. I was going to say Kazinti, but it's Vanduul. Yeah, you know, the Vanduul or you know, warrior people. They're not going to always want to fight the same way and have the same weapons. Hmm. Um, You know, I was, so I was thinking about that and, uh, you know, uh, they would definitely have something different. And then, you know, some groups would be more like defensive, right. They might, you know, be adverse to killing. Um, so they may want to go things that slow you down or disable your weapon systems or, you know, incapacitate the crew completely. Um, you know, so I, I thought it was a good point that he was bringing up and, uh, I was just kind of interested what you guys thought, maybe what other guys, would th- other people would think. So,
0: I I personally think I'm kind of a little bit I, – I guess I do sit there and go, hmm, that is interesting. Like, why would well, everyone come up with quantum drives versus something else? Or maybe that's just what they call it. Who knows? I mean, we have different quantum effects if it's an alien ship. But we also have to remember that alien ships in the game that we – so far, are the um, like adapted for humans? Right. So it might just be that we're using, you know, human ships. It also might just be they don't want to have to come up with that much separate lore and all that stuff. Um, I think when it comes to weaponry, especially FPS, but even ship based, some of the variability there is, is um, <laughs> is not ready yet. Like because the different damage types that they will be introducing aren't quite fully fleshed out. So yeah, right two. now they play very similar and they seem very similar, but that won't always be the case, especially when you deal with things like, I mean, you look, they pulled the tech on cannons because they weren't playing well. Right. Um, but those will be something completely different than most of the other um right weaponry that we have so i think there will be more variability down the road it's just not not as apparent right now yeah in in long run i definitely think that yeah i definitely do
2: um you know, i was even like the question for the this week is even based on something like that uh so the question for this week is you know basically we have lots of different ships that and they have different types of landing gear right they have skids and some have wheels and some have grab plates and various other things But everybody can hover. So, what's the? What does it matter whether you have a wheel or a skid, right? Is there is there gonna be, you know, is there gonna be something like the carrier planes can only have skids, or what's gonna differentiate these ships in their gameplay, even the ones we have now, um, right? Clearly, you know, things like a retaliator bomber are pretty hard to put on a smaller ship, you know, and dock. But, uh, you know, you take any of the Hornet series or the Vanguard series, you would think that maybe Vanguard's a little too big for carriers and it has wheels. So maybe it's intended to land on the ground or on a pad, you know, that's stationary. But maybe the Hornets are meant to be caught with a guide wire or break and, you know, land on a ship that's moving. Um uh, so, I would just, so the, the question comes down to, with all these different types of laning gear um, and the ability that all of them can hover, what capabilities would, would you like to see each type have to differentiate their gameplay styles, right? Um, typically, if a helicopter, for example, has wheels, they can do a rolling start and increase their lift capacity. They don't have to hover to start, right? So those are the types of things I'm thinking of.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So and I've already posted that. If it's, if it's a lousy question, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So speaking of your question, we did at least post a question last week. Uh, so we did get some answers to that. Oh, yes. And as a reminder, the question was pirate and defense forces are currently very generic. How would you display their presence and impact on the Stanton system? Think responsiveness, force organization, uh, response escalation equipment etc ships etc um, so Boris Kraken said to a degree but with the defense forces you're issued standard equipment for a number of reasons you are correct for the nine tails who at least have a uniform and paint scheme the outlaws on the 890 jump are varied hopefully quanta brings them to life and then Skyguard had said, I'd like to see a roving skirmish throughout the system with uh, pirate-affected locations seeing higher... um, Oh my god, my cat is snoring hella loud. Um, (laughs) Seeing higher buying prices, lower selling prices due to the risk of pirates to make trading involve a bit of risk. When a threshold of security reaches too high in one area, the pirates move to another area. The cost of maintaining security at a heightened level is costly for local governments as the pirates move on. Prices should increase due to taxes as the local government tries to get some money back as well as selling off unneeded ships and at discount rates. Um, Branding for pirates and security would be important. Uh, Pirates are looking to make money as easily as possible for as long as possible and should be something like this. You know who we are. If you pay us, we'll let you go. Uh, If not, then we'll board and capture your ship, sell your ship and cargo on the black market as salvage, ransom the captain and crew who surrender, uh, kill those who don't. If pirates kill people for paying, then they are unlikely to stay profitable in the future due to customers not trusting them. Uh, Security also reflects this. Capture, uh, capture, if you can kill if you can't order for pirates pirates are captured end up in, in cluster uh make escape a challenge for players at more risk as conflict between pirates and security increases the retaliation between both parties escalates until the pirates being opportunists, move on to greener raiding grounds. When the pirates move on to ra- new raiding grounds, the conflict with lo- local security begins again. Uh, simply put, pirating is a violent shakedown for many and or kids. Anything that impedes this is bad. And then Boris Kraken said, have you seen the Tony Z Quanta talks? Yeah, That's right, exactly right. how it's meant to work. Yeah. tells is sort of a test of pirate control.
2: Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I look at it kind of like... um and I know probably there's probably other people responded. I was thinking, like when I think in a military, you know, we have a very specific way that we operate, right? You know, like we'll never send one tank to do something. There's always two tanks. It's called a section. Mm-hmm. If you're in a in the Air Force, you'd have a flight of two to four airplanes. Two flights, well, especially two flights of two would equal, uh, you know, a, a four ship. And then a four ship... Three, four ships would eat a, you know, a squadron. Uh, and your patrols are likely to reflect that, right? You're, you're going to send a squad out on the patrol. You're going to send out a platoon if there's the squads ambushed. If that turns into an intensive firefight, you're going to bring in a couple of tanks. It's controlled escalation of firepower. Pirates would probably not do that. They would be more ragtag not the same type of equipment and there would be some good things about that and bad things um, but pirates could definitely calculate the response from the police etc right you could cause a distraction in one area of space draw the resources away from let's say uh you know uh microtech and then attack something on microtech so uh, you know Pirating is inherently less organized, but it it counts on having uh, an organized response that it can deal with or run away from.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was there when you asked the question, so I I was going to say the way you posted it sounded a little different than w- what you had said in the episode. Oh, okay. Um, because the way you said it in the episode sounded more like... More like, oh well, you know, why is it that it's? Oh, maybe I'm crossing my wires. Am I crossing my wires? Am I thinking about someone's question? No, I mean, all the answers have been good so far. Yeah,
2: Um, and then I like all the answers. I just I was kind of leading down that line, and I'm.
0: Yeah, some of the answers are different, which is great. Well, and then the only other thing, Boris posted the video, and then Skyguard was like, oh, good. Hopefully it'll get it implemented soon. I'd like to see more of the Apocalypse Arm stuff. It yeah. seems very pirate to me. Absolutely. Um, so next up, we've got a number of questions that came through in the in the weeks since. So let's just jump right in. Uh, Tavo mentioned, have you noticed that the consumption of food and water has increased? Uh, have you noticed Seagard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I did. Seagard became extremely Russian. <laughs> 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 yes, I have to. I
1: had to, but
2: I still rarely have to um, drink or eat because I get off in two hours and go to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would imagine. I wonder they didn't say this, um, but I wonder if it will end up persisting next patch. It would be, you know, I like the idea when you go to bed, you wake
2: up and you're refreshed, right? You got a glass of water and you got something to eat before you went to bed. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I You know, I do I do think it would be good to once in a while get a little bit, you know, lose a little health or uh, spryness because you're hungry. So you got to take out a protein bar or a bottle of water. Yeah. Right? Not enough to kill you. Yeah. Uh, and just the, reduce I, your coordination. Yeah. Track.
0: Or the fact that you're going to be hungry if you don't do something about it. Right. Um, Strikeout Actual said, let's get ready for the gun show. Okay, fellas, time to pick your favorite weapons. You only get one rifle and one pistol to take with you. What are you grabbing and why? Seaguard, what are you grabbing and why? Um, yeah, so I
2: think last time I answered, it's going to be a arc light pistol. If I, if I had to take a pistol. If it was a rifle, it would be the one that uh, we always pick up the... Um, uh, it's got the sickle magazine it's a, it's a rifle versus an assault rifle. Uh, it's all the pirates have it. It's a, the rave of the, you know the pirate guys.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, those what, would be my choices.
0: Excellent. What about you Chekhov?
1: Probably the SMG gun and the, uh, that 45 caliber. I forgot the uh, what's the name of that 45 caliber pistol?
0: I have no idea. The with a really long barrel.
1: I forgot the name. I know which one you're talking about. The,
2: it's got the round uh, cylinder magazine.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I would go. I love Devastator shotgun and Arc Light pistol. I like the Arc Light has a good balance between uh, speed of fire and the. Uh, size of the magazine. Yeah. I like a shotgun because I'm not very accurate with my shooting. <laughs> um, and I also like sort of like being support. So like I'm usually the type that's more likely to want to stay behind and heal. But then if I need to get into yeah. a firefight, you know, I don't I don't want to have to think too much. I want to point and click. Yeah. Um, Boris Kraken asked, looking on ISC this week, there is stuff on rep. Obviously this is many weeks, a few weeks old now, almost a month. Um, this is super important for pyro where there is no UEE law. Hopefully this will work with ship UI and stuff. Um, uh, sorry. We'll, we'll work with ship UI. So stuff is red or whatever color, color based on rep, not UEE law status. Your thoughts.
2: What are your thoughts, Sigurd? Um, You know, Going back, it's just, you know, we, we mentioned this one last week. I know we didn't get to record it, but my thought is that when I uh, rep is a good thing, but it shouldn't be obvious by looking at a guy, nor should mine. There should be a, um, something that distinguishes your rep by your way you dress or something that gives you away. Um, so it should be a little bit of a surprise when people meet you. What your rep is, they have. They should have to think about it or look you up. So I would like rep. I think it's important, and I would like to see rep within a group that you know be worth something. But to those that are unknown, you know, that don't know you, it shouldn't be
0: visible. Yeah. What about you, Chekhov? Uh. What was What was that question again? Essentially. <laughs> Um, with rep being more and more, more additions to rep in game, uh, do you think, how do you feel about the idea that instead of ship UI showing red based on UEE law status, we mm. get a color based on the, whether they're positive or negative rep to us? Hmm. Mm. I'm I'm not sure.
1: Actually, I gotta give that some thought. I, I don't know what what it would really make any difference. To, I, I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. I, honestly, I can't really see what difference it would make at the moment.
0: I, I personally. Go ahead. I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I personally don't know. I guess it depends on how we approach what the lore is around, like, say, our ship computer, right? So let's assume it's going to denote a red target based on the threat assessment of some type. Um, it would be more likely to assess, like, it, it would have to know your rep with UEE law or essentially your lawfulness uh, in order to know if a pirate is going to be a dangerous person to you. And they did mention rep being important because um, you won't necessarily be attacked. If you're affiliated with nine tails, you might um, be attacked by Xeno threat, or it depends on potentially even reps between those groups. Um, but if it's a threat assessment, you're more likely to get a more accurate reading off of the ship itself because the ship is, um, you know, what dictates what behaviors it's it's done and who it's aggressed against. Mm -hmm. So it might be a balance between the two because perhaps, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to do it, to be quite honest. I guess we're going to have to see. (laughs) Yeah, to me,
2: it's, you know, it's almost, you know, The simplest, you know, the simplest concept I could see is you get some kind of mark that identifies you. But, you know, like if, you know, you become affiliated with this group and you've got enough uh, reputation, maybe you get a medallion or you get a mark on your pistol. Something that, you know, you know about and any AI player would, would either, you know, have some kind of recognition of it if they can see it. You know, as an artificial intelligence player or NPC, um, but the average person would have to actually know what to look for. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, this it, is uh... that's the type of, and on the ship, maybe it's um, maybe it's hidden within your beacon. It's an encrypted code that you can turn on or turn off. And normally, you're flying around with your ship not not registering. But if you're going into you know, crazy town and you're, but you got a good rep with that, you know, that group of crazy pirates, you can flick it on and, uh, you know, they recognize you and don't, they don't harass you.
0: Right. I, I think if I could think of it in a way, that's, um, how, uh, if you were out in the open ocean on a boat and you were in a Naval officer's uniform and you saw a ship, With a skull and crossbones. Yeah, that would be a pretty good indicator that that's a pirate ship. And your assessment will probably be they're running a a skull and crossbones. We should shoot them down. Mm -hmm. However, if you saw a ship that did not have that type of flag flying, but they didn't have any flag, you might proceed with caution. But you might wait to see if they open fire first. Correct. So that's that's the way I think about it. Yeah, um, that would
1: make sense. Uh, it's almost like, uh, yeah, it, it. I think it later on than when we have, you know, a little bit more intelligent uh, NPCs, AI in play, and maybe some kind of, you know, even even quantum. Not that it applies here that much, but maybe in some shape or form, you know, it may. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see this making. It, I just. It's hard to put it in the right perspective because yeah. it's just too too far away right. right now from a practical use. Like, I can't really apply it in the game now.
0: But I do think I – I, I agree with you, Boris, in the sense that we don't want it to just be law-abiding and not law-abiding because there will be different factions that are both unlawful but are vying Byro. for control of pyro. And that's where that makes more sense. Um, but the question is, how will you identify – who might be a rival faction it's not like you're gonna have on your Moby glass um or or like it's not like you're i I think i said this last time we answered this question is it'll be based on what type of information you could gather about a person and what the last known information about that person is so for instance if you committed a crime you might have access to that information. Oh, this person uh, commits a crime. Here's a dossier on this person. They might be in a criminal database, yeah. but what's the method for tracking other pirates between pirates? Who knows? And, going to, and in a reputation
2: in a safe zone really is encountered when you start doing monetary exchange, so, buy, yeah. sell, ask for information, give information, right? But no one's a criminal. You just, exchanging information or getting right. good prices, that you can build up a reputation and it's maintained because you seem to have some kind of identification guard for selling and buying. But when you're dealing with these other elements, it gets much trickier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it comes down to, like, characteristics, characteristics of the faction, sort of mm-hmm. like Ferengi, right? right? It's either you're dealing with a group that kills on site, no matter what, or a group that you may be able to, Uh, buy yourself out of, uh, you know, as as long as you have enough cash, don't worry about it, you know, it's free passage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to see how they handle it. It even goes,
2: like, to the type of ship, right? I mean, some factions may really favor, you know, even among the pirates, they may really favor the Buccaneers, the ship of choice, and, you know, that's their thing all the time, and others may go, Buccaneers are rare, but but cutlass blacks, boy, those are the those are the you know the the piece of the pie. They are the thing. Um, you know, you know, in the old days Harley drivers would go by and kick over a Japanese made bike, right? You know, there, so there's there can be all sorts of things that differentiate differentiate you or make you favorable with an org. Um, hmm. the, the way you dress, the, the type of equipment you carry.
0: Um, you know, where you're from, no, a hundred percent. Um, excellent. So next question comes to us from earth and he asks, we've had the new card cargo decks at stations for a while. Do you think cargo missions will come out with the cargo refactor or is the refactor purely to get cargo loading or mechanics ironed out? Uh, Seagard? cargo refactor missions question mark uh, i think they're connected i think it's going to be when the
2: refactoring comes out we're going to see more okay. and now and you know i have to admit though that i didn't anticipate selling um loot either so and that loot includes salvage off of ships right boxes that drop off a ship i'm mm-hmm. not going to take that to the to the weapon store and sell it there yeah so you may you may have to do that at the cargo at the cargo area.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't have to have it on your person. It needs to be in your inventory.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you,
1: Chekhov? Uh, I, I think it's all gonna come probably together with the hulls hull A hull B. Yeah, I'm hoping. It kind of. All well, the hull A comes out this patch. Yes, yeah, so maybe the hull B. Um.
0: I I personally don't know if cargo missions will come out with the refactor, I have a feeling not right away. Um, I do think they're not far behind. And I do think the cargo decks will be the place to facilitate most of those missions. I also, I actually sooner think cargo decks will sooner be a place where we can attribute ownership of cargo that we've transported to other people. Yeah. Good point. Um, or where we could store it so that other people can pick it up. Good point. Um, Brillo Cubis asks, why do I keep looting the fruit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To which point, was it you, Guard that said, because you're bananas? No, that was you. Oh, that was No, that was Mach 3 generic right 3. after. <laughs> yeah. I knew I didn't say that. Um, uh, we don't know, Brillo. Y- you tell us. Uh, although, with the uh, with the hunger thing coming up, maybe you need to loot some fruit. Hmm? And you might be able to sell it.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, I think 3.17, they also talked about uh, everything is persisting quite a bit more. Injuries, yeah. hunger, thirst.
2: Yeah. If you leave the fruit on your ship, you always
1: have food on your ship, by the
0: way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: The only problem is a lot of it is does just the opposite, you know. It makes you thirsty, and some of it—I I don't know—everything I tried, I got an upset stomach. So, <laughs> food
0: upset space stomach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and
1: still, and still, no toilet paper to use.
0: I think we've got the uh, the name the name of the episode: Chekhov's upset space stomach.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, search for toilet paper. Baseballs, <laughs>
0: baseball. The
1: abysmal, I suppose.
0: Was- yeah. <laughs> get him the three shells now. Um, then Hamar asks Geek, wondering if we'll ever have first world problems represented, like whether your socks get cleaner by washing them a right side out compared to inside out. Substitute sock with undersuit. Um, I know he, he questioned mm. it to me, but Seagard, do you think we'll have first world in game problems? Yeah. Uh- Well,
2: you
1: know,
2: no, no, but I do think there is some, you know, who knows, you know, maybe they just have a fabricator on your ship and it just gets recycled. Mm. On the other hand, it would be kind of funny to, you know, whenever you land, you have to go ahead and you, you know, my, not only am I going to sell my cargo,
0: but I need my laundry done, (laughs) (laughs) you know,
2: shows back up in your closet, you know, mysteriously 24 hours later.
0: I mean, it's going to have to be cleaned somehow because they will collect debris supposedly in the future. So, mm. I wonder if they'll hand wavy them. You know, if you put it inside the storage unit, or maybe even I could see those storage units that have the clear glass being ones that are like almost like auto cleaners or something. Who knows? Yeah,
2: I think we could. I definitely think we could put. You know, first world problems. Right there with my alien weaponry and drive sy- sy- systems for,
1: for priority. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only thing I on... know I haven't brushed my teeth in two years, <laughs> mm.
0: I'm
2: just and hygiene's gonna be a thing in game.
1: Paper.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Um, T- Tavo asked, "Do you stay long alive long enough to worry about it?" <laughs> <laughs> um next up we have magic he said hey guys love the podcast and i'm looking forward to many more in the future with Mm -hmm. most of the development being shifted to squadron 42 does anyone think that decision was made because they are closer to releasing pyro than we might think with the possibility of pyro coming this year perhaps it's an easy decision to move development away from the pu because most of us will be busy in pyro to worry about future content so they can focus on Squadron 42 for the next year or two while we endlessly explore a new system? I saw this question on Reddit, and I'm interested in knowing what you guys think. Uh, Seagard?
2: Yeah, um, I I do not think that's the reason. I think the reason is they need to get the first of the three Star Citizen games out, um, and they're going to drive new users, uh, or new buyers, and they're going to drive... You know, it's a 60 or $70 shelf product for anyone that doesn't have it. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to make or break Star Citizen as a whole initially. So I think they're shifting all their effort over there to get it out the door.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, we didn't really talk about it. That was a, a kind of a major point he made. And I think that also now uh, it makes sense why the – um, they removed the whole you know roadmap because yeah. I think you know they'cause they you know uh if they didn't if they wouldn't have removed the roadmap, we would have seen that there was a huge shift uh towards uh, squadron, and yeah, I think uh, Sigurd is right at this point, I think there's a lot of financial pressures on their side is to get that game out, you know so p u is gonna have to kind of take us even though the way they put it this is a positive not a negative but i think that was just a spin Mm. Uh, i think we're taking a back seat right now
0: i think it's normal i think it's expected yeah i wish they did it sooner to be quite honest
1: maybe maybe it'll be good in other words well i i hope the 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 features are completely you know a crossover in other words uh, what you know whatever well at least something uh you know new and useful is a crossover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the they the, the insequen- insequential ones, you know, uh the paints and all that, I could see that being crossover. But what about something that is very specific to PU that is really interesting for us, you know, like Quanta? That I don't think that's a crossover.
0: No, but I think that that stuff is still going to be developed because it needs to be it's going to need that time and testing. I, th- I personally think it's mostly, um, I don't even think it's financial pressure so much as they're trying to move away from some of the negativity around delays and getting Squadron 42 out would be a huge win. Um, beyond that, when they have new releases, having better better, um, you know, further along development and better tested things because it's spent some time in Squadron first and then migrated to the PEU will uh, also mean that there's better buzz around patches and, and, you know, quite frankly, more stability. So I think that's a a huge combo deal there. Because, I mean, even though they are emphasizing uh, Squadron 42, we're still getting some really important features and they still are building up Um, more teams uh, you know the Montreal studio is going to do nothing but pretty much content 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 Um, and then and location based specifically and then they're building out the uh, teams over in the UK uh, to you know they want that thousand-person office I'm sure at that point they're going to start to add more people back to the PU Um, but they need to do they need to build out the teams first and you know if they can get squadron out the door in another year or two um, it'll go a long way in freeing up some resources because you know what they're not going to need to do in volume two of squadron 42 is they're not going to need to do the star map again. They're not going to need to fix uh, you know, traveling from quantum waypoint to quantum waypoint. Those things will be fixed In the first Mm -hmm. implementation and then migrated over to the pu um, as well so you know i think it's those things that need to be feature complete but also will end up being important for the game like i it even makes sense like salvage they might not need full salvage but maybe in the game if you do have damage that you take if you have a a salvage uh tool or a multi-tool with a salvage attachment you could repair your ship right Mm -hmm. um so that's sort of what i was thinking just, just think about you know the things that
2: are tied to Squadron 42's release that we don't have access to, but we know they exist. The entire Vandal fleet,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Right now, you don't have any Vandal attacking you because there's no Vandal ships. They're really U blocks. Excuse me. Idrises no, and javelins, right? You know, so right now you're fighting pirates of Idrises, but um, mm-hmm. in the future, we you might be fighting mm-hmm. Um The the other factor is is that you know, Squadron 42, even though it's three games, each of these in the series will bring in a certain number of um, planetary systems or solar systems that are have been developed under Squadron 42. Yeah. Um, they, they may open those up to us.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. So you may Stanton may go away for a while and we may be in XYZ because um, they're already linked with quantum jump or, um, you know, the uh, jump portals and all those Mm -hmm. other things. Um, And then you have not just the the risk of pirates, but now you have the risk of Vanduul. Um, There's a lot of things that are there, different types of weapons, different friendly ships. I know I've seen at least one ship that looks like a Drake um, Cutlass. It's smaller, but without the front uh, fins. Mm-hmm. In one of the early pictures, so I know there's other ships out there that we haven't seen yet, and we'll be able to get access to. Uh, well, and
0: aren't, some of those were the shipjacker ships too, right? Where they were missing, it was like modded and stuff,
2: right? Right. So I do think there's going to be, I think there's going to be quite a bit. Just the clothing, whenever you go land on a port where they have, you know, uh, you know, you're meeting NPCs and there's people walking around, the new types of clothing that are, come out of. Yeah. I think it's a I think there's stuff that's trapped over there that's that can't be released cuz it would ruin the impact of a of the game when it first gets, you know, mm-hmm. out there.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. Uh so Chappie <laughs> said, "I am Chappie, I am Chappie. Um yeah, uh, great great movie. When's the next podcast coming out? I have a long commute. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the time you hear this, Chappie, the next podcast episode will be out. It's right. It's out. <laughs> if you're hearing this, here it is. Um, and then Boris Kraken asked, with the next dynamic event that's been mentioned a few times, what are your thoughts on what it is? My prediction is Rescue slash Transport might be the next event. It was on Tony Z's board with Ninetales. They mentioned it in the monthly report working on the MPC Taxi and Reinforce AI. Also, we've been seeing nav mesh work. Uh, what do you think the next dynamic event is going to be, Seaguard? I, you know, I would like to see something around a natural disaster. Do you think that's going
2: to be the next one, though? Uh, well, I, I'm well. speculating, but yeah, I think that would be a good one. Okay. right. What Evacuation, be- especially, you know, there was rumors that, that we may see the Genesis liner here soon. Mm, Maybe. Right. And uh, loading people up and in the the Genesis as a rescue mission or other ships as a rescue mission might be something.
1: Yeah. As a general event.
2: Yeah. Like there's going to be natural disasters, right? Comet hits, wipes out life, po- or a
1: post. You know, starvation, fuel, whatever. Right. Well, you have to keep in mind it, it needs to be the one that everyone participates yeah. with any type of ship. Yeah, I tell you one thing that
2: it could revolve around is Port Allstar.
0: Yeah, when maybe talk
2: about that going away for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. I, I imagine if you look every dynamic event that they add, they add some new element. So, you know, I, I mean, let, let's face it. The first one was actually pretty great in general. Zeno Threat had a lot of elements to it and they keep refining it and refining yeah, it. Um, you know, the blockade was a little bit different. Uh, I, I would imagine they might try and find another PvP style event to, to launch. Maybe yeah, more Pv- faction based. PvP would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I imagine a lot of the dynamic events this year are either going to relate to something with um, IAE or Fleet Week or the release of Pi- the the building up to the release of Pyro. So we might see a Xeno threat part two or a different, maybe even a different incursion from one of the different pirate groups or outlaw groups in Pyro. Um, could maybe, it, maybe it'll involve the you know the imperator.
2: Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. There's, you know, I'd like to see more of the lore brought into the uh, you know, hear more about the new president and uh, all the things that uh, have supposedly been done and under her you know her her um, control so far.
0: Yeah, maybe it'll be a rogue AI. Since she's a proponent of, of increasing AI research. That'd be fun. I'd like to see uh the, the one thing I will say is watch it be actually I wouldn't be surprised if it's NPCs but ground based missions since that nav mesh work has been yeah. has been a focus.
2: The ground based mission I think is definitely one I would like to see. I, I you know, even if it's a rescue uh you know, rescue mission or something. Um but I would like to see um I would like to see more ground PvP um battles uh than just the space battles. Yeah. Right. And I think that
0: Or bunker missions where it's yeah. a yeah. preset location.
2: Yeah. And right now that you know, we do have um the uh tra- um what's the 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 trade not the trade war. Um Jump Jumptown. Jump Town. But I think that the bunker right now, I think they need to tweak that bunker um, so that it's not a closed in area. It actually needs to have more points to defend and Mm -hmm. it's harder to hold against someone who wants to take it from you. You
0: I'd like to see a mission where you have to, like, maybe you have to control two different points for some reason or, or three different points at the same time.
2: I would love to see something involved like Spartans and Ballista tanks and mm. um you know and hover bikes and
0: things like that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um now uh those were all our Discord questions. We got a few questions, a couple questions from uh our Google Voice. Um first, it's the same uh gentleman or or gentlewoman. Who uh, hasn't included their character name in the text it says, Hey Citizen Cast, I was playing Star Citizen the other day and my partner asked a very good question. How do you win? So I'd ask you the same mm-hmm. question. How does one win Star Citizen? Seagard, so how does one win Star Citizen? Yeah, we, we
2: did this uh you know, like I said the other day on this one, we we had mentioned this last week and uh to me it's uh it's not a competition. There's no there's no prize at the end. Mm. Right? It's it's not win or lose, it's play. So for me yeah. it's not it's not about competition. It's not about winning and losing.
0: Yeah. Uh check off what about you?
1: Uh a hundred million.
0: <laughs> That's not even that much money in the game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but
1: Yeah, I mean that buys you a few ships
0: and uh... Yeah, but then you yeah. still play, right? You never stop.
1: Um, no, at that point, uh, I don't know. Uh, that, uh, like Flavius says, you become a banker and you just lend the money and you just watch others play. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That's really right. This is not a game of meaning. But uh, I don't think any of the MMOs are. Uh, it's just an endless endeavor, right? There, is yeah. no, there isn't a single MMO out there That you can win. I mean, you only win story modes. You never really win PvP's or or MMOs.
0: Yeah, in some way, uh, granted, there's no there. Yeah, I don't see winning per se. Uh, One, I think it's in the eye of the beholder what winning looks like, and it is likely a constant state of flux. Uh, Two, one thing I would say is um, perhaps notoriety, fame, in-game fame. That's true you know, because your history will be there um, and will continue throughout the years. Yeah. So that's be, something like see that be there. You know, there's
2: leaderboards for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Old, well, it's like they say, you know,
0: things like that. It's like they always say Seaguard was the one who managed to kill the dread pirate Roberts, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like that's the thing. Like it's, only one person will be able to do that because NPCs won't be, um. well, no, right, not, right, not right. anymore because permadeath isn't really perma. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. a little bit of uh, resurrection. But, and, um, and for the record, I did not do that. He's using it as an example. Yeah. They always use the are, Dread Pirate Roberts example.
2: I'm always getting death threats on the, inter- oh, yeah, the internet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. The second question, uh, he, well, he had asked, hey, "When are you guys recording again?" <laughs> right, but um, he was glad to hear that uh, everything's okay. He was just worried that we had he hadn't heard from us. He said, "Question for tonight, then: What uh, has been your best Star Citizen? Will it fit?" Moments. Mine was seeing what we could squeeze into a ca- caterpillar to the point where we blew off blew off the engines. Of some ships to make it fit. What was your best "will it fit" moment, SeaGuard? Um, will it fit?
2: Uh, I, you know, I have to think it was. I, I think uh, for me, it was proving that the Taurus could carry more rocks in it.
1: <laughs> so, right.
2: I mean, it was. You know, I I just was. I, I don't really have anything in particular around that area, but I was definitely. I definitely wanted the tourists to be capable of carrying you know, the rock DS and the rock or a rock and an Ursa Rover um, and be useful as kind of a support ship. So for me, when I found, you know, it came out and we finally got to do that. I was pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah. Not exciting. What about um, you check off? What was your best? Will it fit moment? That does what will it fit moment? Oh, hmm
2: didn't you try yeah, to was the in the back
1: of the uh yeah it was the always the, we were playing well it was always the rock and the nomad you know i knew back, you were gonna say that yeah especially back in the day when it was fly out you know every time it would take off yeah that's for sure
0: um for me i am a little bit weird and or lame in this regard but because I don't know what it is. I don't know why I don't care about that kind of thing. I think it's because I'm sort of, I don't like to set myself up with gameplay that I know isn't going to necessarily work in the future. And, you know, like to me, cramming 18, you know, dragonflies in a, in a, um, anything like a Cuddy black would be a waste of time for me because I, I, it doesn't, I don't have that spatial curiosity and I don't think long-term that'll be viable for several reasons. Um, so for me, I don't tend to do will it fit. I will say, uh, every time I try to land a Carrick in a hangar. uh, there's always the white knuckle moment of, am I going to scrape the side? And that's my best bullet <laughs> <it> fit moment.
1: <laughs>
0: Crusader,
2: I have that worry now. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's tight. It's definitely tight. And you're in that <laughs> offset comet or a comet cabin uh-huh. with the pilot go you know, slightly off center, so
0: yep. Like, am I over enough? Am I not over enough? I cannot yeah. wait till they improve the landing camera. But I also think, can they just tweak the size of the hangers? ever so slightly more. Just I just mean like enough so it doesn't uh, so I don't always hit the sides or a a, a light gut, gust of wind doesn't knock me into the sides.
2: I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I remember that one night we were on freaking Microtech and we had Snorkel had his his prospector diagonally jammed in the corner of the hangar because of wind. Mm-hmm. I came in in the mold and flipped upside down in the middle and Someone else came in with like a freelancer and
0: crashed to the both of us. Was, yeah. <laughs> so,
2: funny. Oh. so funny.
0: So funny. I'm glad they sort of fixed some of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not still not 100%, I don't think. Um, well, that's all of our questions. If you um, have anything to submit to us, whether it's a question, you know, you did something for science, you know, you just want to say how sexy our voices are. Um, you know, you can feel free to do so by one of many means. Uh, we have our old email address that we're still using readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc. You could submit a message through our anchor, uh, or, uh, of course there's our citizencast discord. Uh, we could join in. There's several different sections to, to post content, uh, related to any of the show's topics. And then uh, last but not least, you can either text or leave a voicemail at 646-783-8154. I was going to say something and I completely lost my train of thought. Um, Yeah, and all the information for that stuff is in the show notes below. Uh, If you are out there looking for a crew, looking for an org, or simply trying to find people to play with in between your solo sessions, Take a look at the community over at the Parlay House. Seagard set this up um, as a place to serve as a neutral zone where players of all types can hang out, socialize, enjoy the best damn space sim the verse has to offer. A link to the Discord can be found in the show notes. Uh, we also have several friends of the show who are content creators, uh, so if you're looking for more content because you're Star Citizen insatiable, take a look at Earth and Snorkel mm. videos. On YouTube, uh, and of course, listen to the music that Admiral Cody and Calibri have created. Um, some of which you hear in our episodes every week. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thank you, fellow citizens, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hey, mm. do we talk in the outro or not? We, we always catch.
2: talk during the outro. People hey. like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, more
1: of uh, Well, I'd like to listen to this catchy tune for a change. I really do like the movie. Yeah, Skyguard came to the rescue.
0: What's that, check on?
1: Skyguard came to the rescue, helped me crack. Oh, nice. Know, I'm That's what I asked you I got on
2: yesterday, yesterday. I was kind of grumpy. Huh? does not feel the best like, I got on the post, Dagger, Hexar. Not in the end of like 30 or 40 minutes, I could flag, but so much better. It kind of, kind of cheered me up. Nice. Yeah. I, I, that's why I like getting off. It's really good. Everyone's good.
0: Yeah, I really haven't been around that much. I feel a little guilty. Like I'm cheating on Star Citizen with my real life.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, Bors, hope you're doing good out there. Be safe. Be safe. All right. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Music is done.